If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multi-Amory Podcast. On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we are talking with special guest sex nerd Sandra about consent. Uh, Consent is a hot issue right now, but in this, we're going to kind of get into some of the the real stuff here, not just the intellectual concept of consent, but what it actually looks like in your life, what it means to have ownership of your own body, what it means to actually educate people about consent what consent looks like in long-term relationships. Just because you're married doesn't mean consent isn't something that you need to think about. Uh, and then also, uh, just I want to say this right now, a small trigger warning. This is about consent. We do talk a little bit about sexual assault and things like that. So just come in prepared, or if that's something you're not comfortable with listening to, uh, maybe go back and listen to a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much. We we really appreciate uh, Sex Nerd Sandra for coming on this episode, and let's go to that now. And here we are with Sex Nerd Sandra. Hello, welcome to the show. Hi, <laughs> it's good to have you. It's uh, good to be here. Any anytime I get to be in my pajamas while uh, talking. Wait, love. okay. Can I clarify something before we get started here? Sure. Your pajamas are Ghostbusters pajamas. Yes, currently. Oh, that's super awesome. I mean, I have a lot of yeah. onesies, but my girlfriend just gave me these. These are the girls, Ghostbuster onesies. It's a Ghostbuster onesie, uh-huh. um, and there's a patch on the arm. Yeah, and I saw the patch I, earlier, yeah. But then, like, and it also has a giant patch of uh, the, the pack on the back oh, and what? a hood. Oh, wow. That's oh, my so God. That's amazing. <laughs> Yep. For those of you she who are great. watching the video, you can you can you can you see know, parts of this yeah. yeah. a little bit of it, a little bit of this, a little yeah, bit. Of little Wait, bit does, of that. does it have your own yeah. name like printed on it? Oh, I wish we didn't get that hardcore. <laughs> uh, that would be really cool, though. That's you should consider lovely. getting a sex nerd Sandra patch and <laughs> putting that <laughs> and sewing it on there. Front there, yeah. Oh man, oh, this is an off-duty onesie. Uh, my on duty onesie is a kangaroo. I've taught oh, okay. online okay. classes with with Got my kangaroo. Nice. kangaroo. I like that though. I like the who are you gonna yeah. call? Sex nurse Sandra. Sandra. Exactly. Me. <laughs> 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 if okay. you got something stuck in your butt, it's the emergency room. <laughs> Sex Sandra. Or oh, wait, no, no, no. I mean emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. So I'm sure many of our I'm listeners now are like, who who is Sex Nerd Sandra? Should I call her? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so Sex Nerd Sandra, will you please kind of give us a little intro, explain who you are, what you do, if people can actually call you or not? Uh, don't. Just don't. <laughs> don't call me. It'd be weird. Um, I am, God, it's my career and, and who I am as a sex nerd has, has evolved a lot over the years, though. Um, on paper, I am a sex educator for adults. I normalize sexuality and reduce shame for people. So it's a lot of, 
restoring the basic default settings of humans before judgy people get a hold of us. Um, <laughs> and I usually do that with humor and um, lots of workshops around different sexual pleasure um, ideas like kink or oral. And and I, I teach at different universities and I host a, a podcast uh, it's, there's over 200 episodes called Sex Nerd Sandra. Wow. We couldn't think of a different title, so we just called it what I was called. So it's confusing sometimes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's just a topical, sex-positive podcast. Yeah. That's nice. awesome. Nice. Yeah, I, I, really I like highly that. recommend it as well. I really you like what? that what you... Sorry, there's a, we're talking there's a, there's a lot of hosts. I know. There's a lot, a lot of things hosts. going on. <laughs> yeah. Too many hosts in the kitchen. Okay, mm-hmm. who's first? Who's first? Chase, you Chase have something? First. No, I was just going to say, I really recommend the podcast. You should check oh, it out you. if you okay. haven't already. Oh. It's great. Phew. All right. <laughs> Dedeker, go okay. ahead. And I was, I was going to go on to say, I actually really like your turn of phrase there, talking about getting humans back to kind of like our normal default human settings around sex. Because I feel like that's mm. kind of part of the whole endemic issue, right, with sex mm. positivity, is that a lot mm. of us have been raised in a culture to think that, you know, enjoying sex or wanting sex or wanting pleasure, having an interest in sex are things that are um, not necessarily abnormal, but things that shouldn't be embraced, things that shouldn't yeah. be considered to be outwardly normal. Um, I kind of like I kind of like that definition of sex positivity, really. Yeah. Thanks. I, I yeah. Yeah. When I think of sex, po- it's yeah, it's an answer to sex negativity. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. sex neutral would be nice, just society wise. Yes, yes, um, we've and we've covered that we on this podcast about that, before yeah. about yeah, yeah exploring <laughs> sex neutrality and what right. that exactly would entail. Um, yeah. So, however, um, today we've brought you on not to necessarily talk about sex positivity. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but <laughs> we really want our listeners to kind of get some of the basics and beyond, specifically about consent. You know, right now. Consent is a hot topic. I mean, it's always Mm. been a hot topic, but, you know, I feel like right now, considering, you know, bullshit that's gone down with the current political climate, um, you know, you know, with the the Stanford rape case that got, you know, so much, Mm -hmm. so much press time, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like consent is coming a little bit more into the public psyche as it should, you know, as Mm -hmm. it definitely should. And so we kind of wanted to, to open up with that, you know, um, First of all, you know, can you take us through the super basics of what <laughs> consent entails? Uh, sure. I, I mean, I will try. I I am not a consent nerd. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with the fact that people should have it and yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but I definitely feel like uh, I will share with you what I got. Um, but I pay attention to butt stuff way more than I pay attention <laughs> to the steps in consent. No, it's okay. Um, and I get that consent nerd Sandra is way less catchy sounding. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And that's why I chose sex nerd Sandra. Cause it just sounded uh-huh. good. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I actually hated it at first when I first thought of it. Oh, really? Like, oh yeah. I was like, Ugh. oh, who wants, Ugh. let's do it. There's a lot in your mouth. Ugh. Like, it was just no, like, it's great. but, um, but it just described so aptly who I am and what, what I'm about. So consent is um, basics. If you just look it up in the dictionary, it's just an agreement of what you're mm. going to do. That's it. An agreement. Mm-hmm. Like high five. Let's get pizza. <laughs> Pepperoni. Sure. 
consent is achieved. <laughs> like, it's not that we make it seem so abstract. I feel like it's something that, especially, you know, amongst like college campuses right now, it is more of a hot topic. And yeah. I feel like it's, for me, it started becoming that, like, right toward the end of my college career, as it were. Um, mm-hmm. But that really before that, and this is a conversation we've had in our in our uh, Facebook discussion group as well for Multiamory, is people asking, like, hey, were any of you taught consent in, like, health class in school? Mm-hmm. And pretty much everyone universally is like, no, I'd never heard no, of it till 100%. college or till yeah. after college, right? That it is. No one ever talked about it my college yeah. right no, maybe sure yeah it was, for me it was something that came up just right kind of toward the end of college and it's something that's been uh i've become more aware of later but it just wasn't talked about it's something we're mm-hmm. not taught about on on either side yeah. either getting it or knowing how to give it or not give it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so that's kind of what why we wanted to cover those basics and why it's worth talking about it's super worth talking about. I, I think about I think the way I translate the word consent in my mind, because especially on college campuses, we like to use big words like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, um, you, you, are work, your privilege, your male privilege, your patriarchy. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, what is that? You know, so if you don't ha- aren't aren't understanding what that word means, you kind of just nod and go along with it. And you have no idea what people are talking about. Mm-hmm. I think of consent as body ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to sexy time and it's almost like now I've never owned land <laughs> um, but I do nerd out from time to time I live in uh-huh. a very expensive city Los Angeles mm-hmm. yeah. but it's you don't just buy land and then own it like sometimes you don't you can't even use the rain that lands on your land because that mm-hmm. is stolen by the government or you know somebody can walk through your land because they own land behind you like it's just there's mm-hmm. there's a so when i think of bot i own my body i'm allowing someone to come on my, my uh, to become on my body to join me on my <laughs> land but uh-huh. i may not be saying that they can do whatever they want there i might just be mm-hmm. you know, inviting them over for pizza um mm-hmm. i think the property term out. is like an easement an easement that, that right they're allowed to use a certain <laughs> section of your land <laughs> yeah. not necessarily all of it <laughs> Be like for this date, we we have a temporary easement right. on my my body and your body. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's not that complicated. Like you have the the Brock Turner case where just the language around it. Like he's basically found having sex with somebody who's unconscious behind a dumpster on Stanford campus, mm-hmm. and he's like wrestled away from her body by like two Swedish dudes or something. Like just yeah. when they find him, and just. The fact that that's not immediately like, oh, that person should go to jail forever. Yeah. It, because like, oh, well, she went to this party and oh, well, maybe she won. And it's like, ooh, that's mm. crazy talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's a swimmer. It's like, if he stole a wallet, <laughs> would we be yeah. arguing yeah. about this? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so the fries. Like, I saw this Planned Parenthood posted this on Instagram and I loved it. And it's just a picture of French fries. I love French fries. I'm all God, about fries. We food. all wanted French fries we after really French Jace fries. was like, you know, so fries. <laughs> I told him, yes, like, fries. Yes, fries. <laughs> yes, I consent to fries. I consent to fries. I consent to fries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so if you think of the word fries, F-R-I-E-S, mm-hmm. um, that, that helps you get through the basics of what consent um, means. F for freely given. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Say it after me. Freely given. Freely, Freely given. given. Are reversible at any time. Reversible. Reversible, reversible at any time. time. Good job. Okay. Yeah, there's going to be a bet in here. Uh-huh. Uh, I is for uh, informed. You know what you're getting into? Mm-hmm. Informed. 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 Yes. And then E is, um, oh, I, I believe me, I haven't gone over this because I didn't realize we're going to go over fries. E is, Jace, do you remember? Enthusiastic. Enthusiastic! Enthusiastic. <laughs> um, and then S is specific. Dedeker guessed sexy when we were going over this earlier. <laughs> Emily guessed sanguine. Oh, yeah. Ooh. She's really into nah. blood play, I guess. <laughs> I just, hey. That was the first word that came to mind. I don't know why. I'm not going to yuck your yum. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> do it. Um, so going over it, it's F is for freely given fries, fries R reversible. You can take yes. it back at any time. I informed. Yes. Am I the only good student in this class, Jennifer guys? Come on. E. Enthusiastic. Oh gosh. <laughs> We're failing already. My goodness. Emily S. Sing. <laughs> no. Uh, Specific. Specific. Yes. Specific. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, it is. So when we look at this, things like feeling coerced, when you have mm-hmm. a power dynamic in a relationship, like one person tends to pay for everything or one mm-hmm. person is employed by the other person, mm-hmm. you have lots of reasons why someone might feel like they are coerced, like they have to say yes and they don't have the freedom mm-hmm. to say no. Yeah. Consent doesn't even exist if you can't say no. Mm-hmm. If, right. if you think there will be violence or or you lose something or you'll mm-hmm. be in danger of something those are all reasons for coercement um uh emotional abuse um though when those things are present it is much more likely that you're not really having consent in in a relationship and consent doesn't even have to be about sex it can be yeah. about how you Anything. talk to each other it can be about how you spend your shared finances in in your mm. shared bank account right. um and then are reversible while some people, when they think of that, they think of two weeks later, someone might go, I didn't consent. I changed my mind. Um, that is unlikely and very rare. Um, mm-hmm. And people who freak out about that sort of thing are are worried about that thing. Like, really, you know, I don't know. I have things to say because I posted this and people were like, women are. Bleh. So oh, God. that's as I know. But what it truly means, and this is essential, this is really essential, is that. It's reversible. So if I say, yes, I would love for you to put your entire hand inside my vagina. If we're three fingers deep and I'm not feeling it anymore, I can be like, you know what? Let's put a pause on that and maybe shift to something else. Yeah. How about your vagina? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. right. it's real. it's essential to be able to, to shift gears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I've, I mean, I've had non-consensual experiences. I've had coercive experiences. Mm-hmm. And that panic, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where you said, like, yeah, I'm down. And then 15 minutes later, you're like, I don't really feel it, but I don't want to hurt their feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to ruin the mood. I don't want to make them mad at me. And then you just kind of mm-hmm. go along with it. And your heart's not yeah. in it. And that's unenthusiastic, which mm-hmm. is the yeah. E. Um, and generally, a maybe or a meh is a no. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're really yeah. on the fence... Hear yourself and say no. So I've also heard this put in terms of like that what you want to get is a hell yes. 
Not yeah. just a like, okay, yeah. but a hell yes, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. An excited, enthusiastic yes. Yeah. yeah, and the tough part when you really dig into that is that life is more complex than that. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. have people who aren't always a hell yes to sex, but but they're um, they know from their couples counseling session that they'll probably be excited about it in ten minutes, and so they just mm-hmm. need to get their body warmed up, and mm-hmm. and so there so a willingness. You need mm. to at least have an uh, an enthusiasm for being willing. Um, mm. But like generally speaking, especially when you've got drugs and alcohol floating around at parties mm. and you've got, yeah, new dates and, and, and all mm. sorts of relationship agreements, generally a, f- a fuck hell yes is a good idea. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, yes. Something you just said just now kind of brought something up for me is that I, I think that sometimes when people think about consent and like when I was in college, we, we had a party every year that was like the biggest, um, actually, sorry, our second biggest after our drag ball, I went to a very Ooh. liberal college. Uh, our <laughs> second biggest event was called safer sex night. Um, oh. and it was a big, like all school dance, I guess mm-hmm. you would call it. And they would have like workshops about sex stuff. Like there'd be a workshop on fisting or a workshop on, mm-hmm. Uh, using hot wax or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would also have, like, demonstrations during the night on the dance floor about practicing oh. safe sex. Um, not... Mm-hmm. Like actual penetrating Not sex? actual sex, but more oh, like... Okay. <laughs> more like Whoa. little uh, skits. Not that liberal of a college. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like little skits that would be acted out mm-hmm. about, about practicing safe sex. Um, mm-hmm. And anyway, they had something that was sort of a recurring thing every year was this thing called the Tent of Consent. And mm-hmm. in it, you would you could go to it with another person, and usually there was a line to get into it. But it was like mm-hmm. literally a camping tent sent up, set up in the corner of the student union or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you would like say beforehand what you were both consenting to do in there, and you'd have huh. you know mm-hmm. five minutes or whatever it was. Uh-huh. But I think that that model of looking at consent though is actually a little bit problematic. In mm-hmm. that the idea that consent is something you're like, well, okay, what are we going to do tonight? Well. We're going to consent to these specific acts, and now we're going to go do these. What do you think is the problem with that? I mean, I can think of several, but I'm curious what comes up for you. (laughs) Well, it has to do with what you were saying, is that idea of, like, well, you know, I I might not be totally feeling it right now, but I'm open to it. I'm enthusiastic Mm -hmm. about about being open to it, and Mm -hmm. that... On the one side, there's that problem of saying, like, well, if I'm not totally feeling this right now, and I've said this to multiple female partners of mine, when it comes up, it's like, I'm not, like, totally feeling it right now, but if you started, like, kissing me in a certain way, I'm going to be into it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like, I don't have to be a hell yes right now, but I'm definitely open to becoming a hell yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, that you have negotiation and Mm -hmm. and, um, checking multiple check-ins. Exactly. That's what I was trying to get to, is that. Mm -hmm. That there's sort of multiple check-ins throughout. The consent isn't just something you decide and then you do. Because the other Mm -hmm. side, like like with the reversible, is that we might say we're going to do something and then we start doing it. And I'm like, that, I'm not into it. This is not, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For a long time now, we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their site specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be, you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's MULTI, M-U-L-T-I at adamandeve.com, adammail.com or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping code M-U-L-T-I. Um, I have a, a friend and, and fellow sex educator named Heather Elizabeth. I don't know if she has a different scene name. Mm-hmm. Um, I and she's in the leather community in I think Vancouver or somewhere. Um, she's great, and she teaches consent with with a few other friends at different things. And 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 the thing that really took away when she, we were talking about it is that you create it together. Mm-hmm. consent isn't this line you cross like you're trying to get someone to sign something so then you can take all their vagina mm-hmm. juice like it's not <laughs> it's not it's that that old I, 1950s idea that one person has to kind of refuse and be hesitant mm-hmm. and finally go mm-hmm. okay um and the other person's like yes i finally get to do stuff like that's that's mm-hmm. so your parents sex that's so your grandparents mm-hmm. sex like mm-hmm. both people come as free agents to the table to create this yes fuck yes experience together whatever that means minute by minute Mm -hmm. and uh that's i think what a lot of coverage of the consent stuff is missing is is that new you're both creating it reality Mm -hmm. yeah that you're both and you're you're it's yeah that whole boys versus girls idea is just really yeah no that's actually that's exactly what we wanted to transition into next was this idea of the way that we look at consent mm-hmm. differently for gender. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already yeah. talked about the fact that most of us, you know, pre-college did not receive any kind of education about consent as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, post-college, it seems like a lot of the conversation around consent, to me, my perception mm-hmm. tends to be aimed at men. That mm-hmm. it's about like, you know, make sure you are getting consent, you know, make sure that you're not doing anything yeah, that's yeah, coercive. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it kind of leaves out women um as free that as agents. It's yeah. Like, yeah. That we don't get educated about consent mm-hmm. either. And so not only do we, you know, not become aware of what to expect, we don't become aware of necessarily like how to give enthusiastic consent, but we also don't 
become educated about how we need to ask for consent as well. Yeah. F yes. <laughs> you know, like like we do too, because th- there is this whole, you know, again, like you said, you know, really tired out expectations of gender that like, well, the guy, the man is always going to be up for whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the woman doesn't yeah. need to ask. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. was doing some research. I don't remember what I was researching, but it, I discovered that there was this whole world of men who had been sexually assaulted by women um, in college Mm -hmm. that were, of course, because they're taught that you always need to want it, you're always wanting it, that had no recourse, didn't feel comfortable reporting it. I I think it was some kind of research paper on Mm. it. Um, And it was often in the middle of the night, they'd sneak into their room, they'd be hard Mm. because they'd be asleep. And then, Mm. you know, they'd wake up and be having sex with somebody and and that kind of thing. Yeah. um, Or, you know, just be mounted or, or, you know, for whatever reason, like we think that an erection equals um, consent. An erection means it's an invitation or something, which Mm. it's not. Um, yeah, absolutely. Everybody needs to learn the rules of engagement around touching other people's bodies mm. for their pleasure and your own pleasure or whatever. Mm. Um, but that's that's one of the amazing things we talk about high school and in college. That's one of the big things. Of course, some random person's calling me on Skype. Um, <laughs> children. When we talk about comprehensive sex ed, people freak out. I wish we called it uh, relationship education. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. when we talk about sex ed starting from kindergarten and preschool up through college, what we're talking about isn't talking about little kids about sex. We're talking about feelings and we're talking about mm. ownership of your own body. Mm-hmm. And if we shame kids for knowing the words for their genitals, And if we shame them for feeling like they can say no if somebody wants to hug them, they're more likely to be victimized. Mm. They're more likely to be vulnerable to that sort of thing. Um, So it's not just about men versus women and high schoolers and college kids. It's about keeping everybody in every age group safe and empowering them to recognize when they're being, when Mm -hmm. they need to take care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, and that, yeah, that reminds me of a couple things that, that come from, um, an exercise that the sex positive LA group does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you've done that Sandra before. Um, and there's also, you know, other chapters in Seattle and Portland and Salt Lake city and other mm-hmm. places. But was oh, it the cuddle party thing? Uh, no, this is specifically their consent thing, uh, that you did kind of a version of at the workshop last weekend where I saw you, mm-hmm. um, was about practicing saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. one of the things that they talked about in that mm-hmm. is that one of the reasons why this is so important is because of kind of what you were just saying is that as children, we're taught that we're not allowed to say no. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, go, go hug your aunt Betty. And you're like, I don't mm-hmm. want to. And it's like, just do it. Just, yeah. Right. Go, yeah. Right. Yeah, that no. you're not, you're not allowed to say no to physical contact if it's expected of you. Mm-hmm. And in that your case, body is it's not your own. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then the second part of that, that I think comes, comes out of it 
is something that so you do this exercise where you get paired off with people and maybe you'll you'll rotate around and do this with multiple people but one person will ask to do something with you uh mm -hmm. and you have to practice saying no uh mm -hmm. and you can say no thank you you can be polite mm -hmm. about it um and when people do this exercise a lot of people will not just say no thank you or no or no they'll say sorry they'll apologize mm -hmm. for it um, like or or like no maybe yeah. later <laughs> or maybe another time or like I, I don't know that it's that that it's this that saying no is somehow you're the one hurting them I guess yeah. um, and I think that was something for me in doing that exercise was really powerful yeah. kind of realizing that and going fuck you're right like we do feel mm -hmm. so bad about saying no mm -hmm. yeah. uh, rather than kind of Giving the no, and this is, maybe I'm getting a little bit too, you know, woo-woo esoteric here, but, uh, you know, by giving a no in a confident way, knowing that it's not reflecting on them, makes mm -hmm. it easier to receive as well. It's, mm -hmm. We've talked about that before, like, if you tell someone something expecting a bad reaction, you're more likely to get it, because they're mm -hmm. sensing how you're giving it. Mm -hmm. Um, that there is something I think really powerful to practicing that. I don't think it's something you can just click a switch and, and do mm -hmm. that, but that's why I think those sorts of exercises about, about saying no or saying, no, I'd rather not do that, but mm -hmm. what about this instead mm -hmm. is, is really useful. Yeah. So just get yeah, used um, to it. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, people say sorry. People say maybe later. Yeah. Like the, to be able to just close it right then and there is challenging. Mm -hmm. I still have, have challenges with that it's for sure it's difficult um i don't know if they give you the or, or if they go deeper in the next exercise or mm -hmm. they they give you the the ability to say to show appreciation that you said no yeah um, well, and that's something that really what for me was actually the biggest part of it doing that exercise was that when you receive the no you're saying thank you for taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. And uh, and actually used this on a first date. Um, wow! When really? I think I told this story on the podcast before, actually, but not quite in this context. But where I mm -hmm. I asked if I could kiss her at the end of the date, and she's like, I you know, like it's not a total no, but like I, I'd really rather not right now. I'm just not quite feeling it. Uh, and I kind of had that pause of like. Thank you for taking care of yourself. I actually said mm. those words from that exercise. <laughs> uh, and she told me later that that was huge for her, that that was, she made that that was awesome. That, yeah, um, it's great. Yeah. It's so essential for trust building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 How are you going to believe their yes if they can't say no? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's well, a great no, way to put that it. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. But let me, I mean, let me just kind of pick that up and run with it a little bit, Jace, because I mm -hmm. feel like. I feel like so many places in our pop culture, specifically when it comes to like getting consent about things that are not necessarily sexual, mm -hmm. um, yeah. like kissing, for instance. I mean, yeah. I mean, kissing can be sexual, of course, but we don't necessarily count it as like this is a sexual act, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so many times that people have told me or have told my male partners or have told my male friends like, uh, like it's so unromantic to ask if you can kiss me. Like, why don't you just do it? And so it's interesting, like, we have kind of this internalized sense of, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, I don't know quite how to phrase it, kind of like, you, 
I, I don't know. It's it's like our standards yeah, yeah. for when we need to get consent are different. Um, totally. Yeah. Totally. And, and that kind of leads me a little bit into something that's a little bit related to that, because I wanted to bring up talking about, um, you know, normally we talk about consent when it's um, kind of a new experience, like a new partner, you know, first mm-hmm. date or the first time you're having sex, or maybe you're at a play party with a new, you know, play partner. But we don't talk about consent a lot within the context of an established relationship. Mm. Um, That's a really good point. And yeah, you know, because I mean, obviously, there's that's already been a topic, you know, a point of contention about, you know, Mm. for the past number of decades of figuring out, like, well, can one be one? Can someone rape their spouse? Um, Yeah, wasn't that like a a, or women like couldn't say that they didn't want sex no there's from their there's male still partner. it's something there's like 57 yeah. countries where it's still mm-hmm. legal for a man to rape his wife exactly um, right. yeah you know and so yeah. i'm just kind of curious about you know like how do we kind of open up the discussion about consent to include not just like you know getting consent for the first time and then we're ready but mm-hmm. getting you know continuing to check for consent even throughout a relationship yeah well uh Gosh, that brings up a lot of thoughts. Um, yeah, you know. I watched you go through them all as she was talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, first, it's kind of amazing all the things we don't explicitly talk about that we expect to be um, what a marriage vow is really about. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't say, I promise, I vow to only put my vulva on you for the rest of my life, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and yet that is sexual um, dedication to one person is sort of an automatic for a lot of people Mm -hmm. in there, especially in their first marriage. Um, And I think ownership of another person's sexuality seems to be some kind of unspoken agreement. Um, or unspoken expectation, I'd say, because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they agreed on it. Um, I mean, well, and when you say ownership, it kind of almost takes the consent part out of it. It's like I own you, and therefore I can do what I want to you when I want to. Right, you're mm-hmm. part of me now, and I'm part of yeah. you now, and so everything that the light touches on you <laughs> is mine. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a problem. It's definitely mm-hmm. a problem. You have a lot of people not um, going into relationships with intention, just yeah. going along with the script that they were given mm-hmm. until something blows up. And so, right. I mean, what you're, Denigar, what you're saying about you know killing the mood when you when you ask first, absolutely. For some people, that's that's super killing the mood. If someone kisses me without asking first, that Kills my mood though, <laughs> because yeah, I'm like oh, unsafe, unsafe, red yeah. flag, red yeah. flag, yeah. and yeah. it shocks me even in in groups of communities where this is all talked about a mm-hmm. lot. People still don't check in with me about things like safer sex before we engage in things. Like I always mm. have to do that footwork. And it gets mm. exhausting. Mm. Yeah. So for someone to be able to do the footwork before we get to the kiss part right. is really hot. So if 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 you're not sure and you tend to make the first move, um, 
to like on the first date or second date, just being like, hey, what kind of communicator are you? I tend to communicate overtly, explicitly mm-hmm. about everything. Right. And I, I think it's really hot to know that I'm wanted. At the same time, I know that's like super boring for people. Like, <laughs> so what's your deal? And to, you don't have to. Why are we waiting till the first kiss to be like, oh, shit, I should have talked about this first. Right. I, it's mm-hmm. like the more you front end your communication often the smoother the rest of it goes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so in long-term relationships, it's, you know, I haven't thought deeply about this, uh, but the idea that just like that wonderful consent tea video that a lot of people have like just offering mm-hmm. people tea. If you offer somebody tea mm-hmm. once doesn't mean every time you see them, they're going to drink your tea mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and, and just checking in. I mean, uh, Lou Paget, which is a sex educator from, from, from way back she's like a classic one she mm-hmm. has a great metaphor about people who like to golf know that when you go out to the golf green even if you golf on the same course every day your whole life the golf green is different every day mm-hmm. the wind is different the grass is a different kind of moist you know you know all that stuff so you've always got to golf on a new course and so i think it it in the same way that many people haven't been taught to infuse their relationships with vibrancy repeatedly mm-hmm. and to continually cultivate, instead they think of it as this concrete thing that just sort of sets like jello and then it's there mm. forever. Um, yeah. It's just not useful. And so uh, relationships are as dynamic as people are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's it's more of a philosophical framework shift than it is any particular tip. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting. If you're going to extrapolate that, for instance, to the tea metaphor, um, yeah, which I really like. I mean, I guess there's kind of this sense in long term relationships. Like, so maybe after being with your partner for three years, you know that like every single morning they love it when you make a cup of tea for them, um, and, they, and like, they like it every, with lots of milk. Yes, and lots of milk. <laughs> um, and so you do that. Dirty. You make them a cup of tea with milk every single morning. I don't know but what that this is a one... euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. But, no, but, in, but, but as in, if there's one morning where they wake up and they're like, ugh, actually, I'm going to skip the tea today. Um, You're going you to fucking for- drink you, it. Yeah, you don't get to force them to eat. <laughs> <Throw> it. <laughs> and you don't, get, you don't get to be angry um, right. that they're not drinking your tea. Oh, now, yeah. no, someone can have feelings. Anybody you can have feelings. Sure, you can you have can feelings. But maybe yeah, you can. You okay, just, so you can be angry, but maybe you can't punish them with that anger. Does that right. is that more accurate? Yeah, to say? You can't straddle their chest, put your knees on their biceps, and force them to drink that force tea. Them to drink your tea. That yeah. would be Whoa. illegal. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> I don't know why that was so horrible. That was so yeah, that vivid. Was I'm so really sorry. Really intense, Sandra. <laughs> I was like, need a trigger warning for that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I. I mean, how else are you going to force someone to drink tea? You tell me. I guess that's how you do it. Right, Again, yeah, what never, is this a euphemism? <laughs> I was thinking literally of tea. I was literally. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, or well, that one of the two. <laughs> I also like that that somewhere out there in the world, someone has discovered their new fetish for like forced tea drinking. It's like <laughs> that's going to be a thing for someone, and they'll do it consensually. Uh, I hope as long as it's consensually forced yeah. tea drinking. Right, it's what we call consensual. Consensual non-consent. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or exactly. fantasy non-consent. Exactly. But um, you just created I, that fetish for someone just now. I hope you you're understand welcome. that. <laughs> I, I, I only 
I can only guess the things that I've created in people's minds. From <laughs> oh, stuff I've talked oh, about. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, been gosh. some intense stuff. For sure. Um, <laughs> I want to make sure before we, we wrap up that I, I put this out there because of course I know that there, there is someone listening who has had assault in their past or mm-hmm. has had coercement or abuse of different natures. Like that's, it's regrettably common. Mm-hmm. Um, in any room full of people, there's going to be somebody who's had an experience like that. So, and sometimes when you go to your community and you talk to somebody about an experience you had where you feel bad at that party or that date and something kind of icky happened, they might label it for you. Like, oh, you were raped or, mm-hmm. oh my God, we need to go to the police. Only you get to define your own experience. I want to just make that clear because I have had non-consensual experiences. I've had uh, like weird, icky experiences mm-hmm. where I went like that. I really didn't really want to do that. And I, um, or I was really too drunk to, and I wasn't that present when that person was doing that. And they didn't even check in. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to make sure people know that that doesn't automatically mean you were raped. That doesn't. Now, if you feel like you were violated, that is valid. At the same time, if you feel okay and you kind of need to just work out the weirdness and maybe, you know, like just like polyamory, we make yeah. mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the importance is when people are like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. How can we make this better? What can I do for you? Um, you need space. I'm not going to do that again. I'll check in. Like, so when someone wants to make amends, that is a different mm-hmm. person than the person who goes, well, screw you. Like, you clearly mm-hmm. wanted it. And, you know, that's more predatory behavior sure. and a huge red flag. Um and all those things, you know, people, there's plenty of resources, wonderful resources out there. Scarletine is a fantastic resource. Mm-hmm. Um, Consent Coalition, I think, is a nonprofit mm-hmm. that, that teaches a lot about this. Nice. Sweet. Um, so I, I just wanted to make sure that was a thing because yeah. too many people try and label other people's experiences. Yeah. No, I think that's that's actually freaking fantastic. Um, yeah. Thanks. Because that is something that we, you know, I think since this topic currently and in the past has been so emotionally charged Mm -hmm. um, that I think because that it can be very easy for people to immediately hop straight to that, that like, Mm -hmm. oh, you were raped, like, oh, you were assaulted. Um, Mm -hmm. You need to do something about this. Oh, this person is a monster. This person is a predator. Um, Mm -hmm. And we don't always kind of take that second step of actually of that, of giving the person who experienced it permission to define you know, what it mm-hmm. is that happened and permission yeah. to kind of react to that. So no, mm-hmm. that's, that's incredibly valuable. Yeah. No. Um, and for the record, I have myself not checked in with consent and I have violated mm-hmm. other people's consent. And mm-hmm. so no one is above this thing. Like mm-hmm. we all are in it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about what we do with, with it after we find out what we've done, you know, it's, yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And men can absolutely be uh, violated as well. Yes. Yeah, um, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, I can, I can vouch for that. Like, yeah, a- absolutely. Like I've, I've been on both sides of that. Like mm-hmm. you've said that you have Sandra, um, mm-hmm. that, and definitely those experiences where I've, I've wrestled with that idea of like looking back many years later and being like, Oh God, would that qualify as like that I was sexually assaulted or something? But then having mm-hmm. that kind of same question of, what was my experience of it though? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. was it, is it mm-hmm. that far or is it just like, huh? I, I kind of learned from that how to set better boundaries for myself. Um, mm-hmm. 
And uh, but even even more recently, like especially at play parties, like we talked about, there's sort of this assumption that mm-hmm. men will always want to do anything that a yeah. woman wants to do, yeah, uh, and that is something that comes up sometimes. And you mm-hmm. kind of have to, as a guy, if you don't want to do that, kind of politely be like, "Hey, uh, that's cool, but like I appreciate the compliment, but but right. no, thank you." And it and it's tough because guys have that thing where because. You know, women's uh, egos, if this is a man-woman thing, mm-hmm. women's egos are really fragile because we're told that everybody wants us. and like, Or that our job is to push people away mm-hmm. more. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not that that's really true, but it, yeah. it's just, it's, there. I know plenty of guys who didn't feel comfortable saying no because they knew it would hurt the other person's feelings. So they were taking mm-hmm. care of somebody else instead of taking care of themselves first. Yeah. And that's... Right. Never, that's not helpful for humans generally. Mm-hmm. Oh snap! <laughs> <laughs> and it's also ultimately it's not helpful on the other side either, because if you find out later that that person did something just because they felt like you needed it, not because they wanted to, that feels that shitty for feel you good. too, right? Like yeah, no one. Yeah, wins. I want people super happy on being all up <laughs> right. on my goods. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't want anybody on the fence. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Resounding okay. Fuck yes. <laughs> So, I we could seriously talk about this forever. I know this. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much, Sexer Sandra, for talking so much about this. Um, You're welcome. Uh, last question is the question that we ask all of our multi-amory guests, which is: if you're going to pick the one golden jewel piece of advice that you could give to people, specifically to our listeners who are people who are interested in non-monogamy or who are interested mm-hmm. in being in non-monogamous relationships, what would your one piece of advice be? Get a therapist. <laughs> Seriously? Really? Get, yeah. yeah. Go on about it. No, that's great. That's if you great. have healthcare access and mm. you can afford it, um, you know, it's really affordable in some places. If you get a trainee, somebody mm-hmm. fresh off yeah. the boat of, of, mm-hmm. of, you know, they all need to start with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. I just had to seek out couples counseling sort of in an emergency agreement breach mm-hmm. um and i she she was an intern and i was like huh, what are the chances she knows about poly and it turned out she mm-hmm. had three different couples that she was working with that were poly okay. oh wow um, awesome. yeah there there's because you're gonna get triggered you're gonna yeah. make mistakes mm-hmm. and you can't rely on your friends to give you unbiased mm-hmm. yeah. trained mm-hmm. attention to your mm-hmm. feelings get yeah. a therapist because you're mm-hmm. gonna need it and po- Delving into poly, whether you stay there or not, it's fucking cool because you get to work out a lot of your shit. Yeah. That's true. Interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thank you. Before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find more of you? Ooh, I am most often present on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram mm-hmm. as uh-huh. Sex Nerd Sandra. I'm also at sexnerdsandra.com and uh, on iTunes and all over the place. Uh, where, where you get podcasts, you will most likely find mm-hmm. 200 episodes of my show that you can listen to. Topical stuff about sex, clown sex, butt sex, uh, sex. you know, emotional sex. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sex stuff. Uh-huh. Nice. So, yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, thank you thank so much, you Sandra. We really appreciate it. Uh, and if you guys have any questions for us that you want us to relay to Sandra or that you feel like we missed or you wanted us to bring up in a future episode, uh, let us know. You can email us at info at com 
or you can find us at multiamory.com or on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Instagrams and all of those places. Uh, just search for us there and you'll find us. Uh, and thank you so much. And if you want to join our discussion groups, uh, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash multiamory. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.